When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, beauties? This is the Bear of Texas. Welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Once again, I'm reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back my good friend and my mentor in beautiful, sunny Southern California. Ladies and gentlemen, the coolest nurse in the world, Steve Adams. What's up, Steve? Hey, Alex. Hey, everybody. Greetings from Southern California. Had a really uh, beautiful weekend here this weekend. It was a little cooler yesterday, but my wife and I went for a nice hike in the hills on um, on Saturday. I took care of a class that I needed to get taken care of for my job. So that's a relief to have that done. And um now we can talk about the weekend that was in the EPL. Yeah, it's been quite – it was a pretty eventful uh, weekend. Um, I mean, a couple of surprising results. Uh, most of them not too surprising, but the, the the two biggest stories as far as the EPL goes right now is the losing streak that Liverpool's going through and Manchester United all, and the Manchester United actually ending a certain streak. Uh, not only that, but you know, Chelsea, you know, continuing to climb up, climb up there. And then you know, it, it seems that Chelsea and West Ham are kind of a war for the for the last place for the Champions League. But the pressure is really intensifying now. Well, at the rate that Chelsea's playing, um, and the fact that you know Leicester City and Man U have been a little bit uneven at times over the last couple of weeks, um, Chelsea's gaining big time uh, in the outside lane, and they looked very good today against Everton. They certainly did, and Chelsea is only four points uh, below Manchester United, who's still in second. But uh, Kai Havertz uh, had a really, really good game for Chelsea today, uh, earned a penalty that was cashed in by Jorginho. Uh, And for Havertz, for the German, that was his first start since January 27th. Um, and then, uh, Kristen Pulisic came on for a very token visit, uh, in the 90th minute. So, um, basically a garbage time, two or three minute run out. And, uh, you know, afterwards, you know, Thomas Tuchel was being asked about Pulisic's playing time and he's saying, well, you know, in Dortmund, we felt that he was really good coming off the bench. And it's just like, yeah, right. Coming off the bench in the 90th minute, I mean, that's that's the first action that Pulisic has seen in weeks. So um, it just it just seems to me that uh, 
Pulisic is just really not a part of the the plans for for Tuchel. But again, it also comes down to before Tuchel came in and Pulisic was getting playing time, and he wasn't being terribly productive. So, you know, he's going to have to earn his way back on. And the way Chelsea has been playing with him out of the lineup, you know, Tuchel really doesn't have a terrible amount of motivation to put the American back in the starting eleven. It's always a risk and a gamble when it comes to Christian. The problem is he's injury prone. And when a player as injury prone as, as he is, you know, in the blink of an eye, all of a sudden he's he's hurt, you know, and, and the injury at first may not look like it's serious, but then it turns out he's out for a minimum of four to six weeks. It's it's bad enough that the risk of that happening is already close to ninety percent. But at the same time, Chelsea invested a lot of money in the in the guy. And they're not using him most of the time. I mean, I understand he's got to stay healthy and, you know, they need him to be healed. But lately, there's been nothing bad, you know, about Pulisic as far as his health goes. But now that if he's healthy and he's just not playing, there's there's another thing to worry about. And that's called being rusty. And and if he's rusty, he's not, you know, in his element. He's not in his groove. And, you know, it it, it just makes like, it begs the question, well, then what was the point? Why'd you buy him? Why'd you take him if you're not going to use him? Well, it's... You know, it's, it's certainly not going to help if he's wanting to get sharp at all to play for the U.S. men's national team. But uh, but for Chelsea, as a team, they are looking very, very good. I mean, the decision to uh, bring Tuchel on, uh, whatever mojo he might have lost with PSG, he seems to have found the Midas touch working with Chelsea. Yeah, he certainly has, and... Chelsea is on a tear, and you know now they're they're sitting in a fourth, uh, a clear two points of West Ham, and three points away from Leicester City. So Ch- Chelsea, you know, still has you know a few tricks up their sleeve. Now we're gonna go ahead and get to well, since 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 I know uh, how how much pain you know it's caused you know we'll get get it out of the way, but you know Liverpool's just, I think that's a, that's an eight game losing streak uh, at home. And I think the the last uh, home win was actually well, December of it, last it, year. It's Eight-game winless streak, six-game losing streak. Okay. They've lost six in a row, no wins in their last eight games. Liverpool in eighth place, but perhaps more worrying, at 43 points. uh, They're starting to see some – there's some daylight now that's between Liverpool and the European spots. I mean, even for fourth, Chelsea right now, uh, there's seven points up on Liverpool. West Ham, who won today, they played really well against Leeds. We'll get to that in a moment. West Ham sitting in the Europa League spot at fifth. They're only two points behind Chelsea, but West Ham at 48. They're five points ahead of Liverpool. And Liverpool keeps losing these games against teams that you know they, they should be beating, particularly at home. And Fulham, who we thought back in December was dead and buried and was probably going to get relegated. All of a sudden, Fulham at 26 points are even on points with Brighton. They're only one point behind Newcastle, and the Magpies are in absolute free fall too. But um, the Gabon International, Lamina, uh, off a set-piece play, the ball rebounded back to uh, Mohamed Salah, and Lamina just basically out-muscled 
Salah to get to the ball, got off a shot and beat Becker to his right. And, you know, again, and the thing that's even more troubling, it's one thing when you have a smash and grab win where a team just defends, 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 they park the bus, they cash in on the one goal that they get, kind of like what Burnley did a few weeks back. Well, again, this wasn't the case. Fulham actually was the better team on the day. Uh, Mane did hit the bar uh, on an attempt, but uh, and Mo Salah, when he was uh, taken off in the 60th minute, uh, he was uh, really disgusted. And I think it's just becoming more and more apparent that uh, Mo Salah wants out at Merseyside. Uh, he's one of my favorite players. Uh, love the Egyptian. I think he's just such a talent. But uh, just with his increased petulance and the talk from his uh, agent about how much he wants to go with La Liga, it's really not too unlike um, uh, Philippe Coutinho towards the end of his time, his last year and a half that he was at Merseyside, but it was clear that he wanted out, he wanted to go to Barcelona. So um, it's just things are clearly not well at, at Merseyside. And at a point, too, yes, injuries have been a problem, but with the depth that Liverpool has as, as a squad, they still should not be losing home, home games to teams like Fulham, Burnley, Brighton. This should not be happening. So uh, the thing about the, um, the injury bug at, uh, at Liverpool, that – that's starting to become, frankly, a really, really tired excuse. But uh, but Liverpool is facing the very, very real possibility of no European football, and um, the only the only chance of any hardware they've got this year is going to be Champions League. Well, uh, with as poor as they've looked in the EPL, even though they're going to have a home game for their uh, return leg against Leipzig, and even with the two goal lead to away goals no less to Leipzig uh, I think Leipzig has to be going into this match feeling like we've got nothing to lose and um, Liverpool's form has been such poor shape I'm not even sure if Liverpool with this two goal lead is going to be even getting past Leipzig but at, at the rate they're going they don't even look like they're going to be playing European ball next year I, mean, I just can't imagine this happening like that, I mean, j just a few years ago, Liverpool was like the best club in the entire European continent. And just like that, well, man, man. They, had, they had such an incredible run. I mean, they had, you know, back-to-back -back Champions League finals, um, you know, two years ago when they won the Champions League and they had that incredible mano-a-mano -mano duel with uh, Manchester City, and neither side was losing games the the last eight weeks of the season. And, you know, they had a point total that most years would have won the EPL. They won the EPL going away last season. And, uh, you know, it's just really kind of incredible just how in a few months the, uh, the wheels have just totally fallen off the card at Merseyside. Well, gotta finish out the season strong, no matter what. You gotta, you might as well go down swinging, right? 
Well, right now the next European spot is occupied by West Ham. Hammers beat Leeds 2-zip. Really good game. Lingard, another goal. Uh, he draws a penalty, takes the penalty. Uh, Melier makes a really nice save on the penalty, but Lingard followed up his shot and put in the rebound. Uh, put West Ham up one zip. Dawson got a later goal off of Cresswell corner that uh, Dawson made just a really powerful run and just an unstoppable header. Uh, Suchik and Rice had really good games for the Hammers, so they're not going away. Uh, here we are in March, and West Ham is right up there. Uh, they're in a Europa League spot. They're contending uh, for a possible Champions League spot, so... Uh, you know, credit to David Moyes and his men. They're continuing to play some really fantastic ball this 2021 season. West West Ham, you know, they're long overdue for a good season. I mean, they're long overdue for an appearance in the Champions League. Well, it's never happened. They've never played Champions League ball. So, um, so for, for one of, like, the... There's a very distinct possibility that uh, Leicester City... And West Ham, you know, two of the so-called non-money, non-big six teams, you know, if both of them uh, can play European ball, and especially if they can play Champions League, that would be that would be a really cool thing. Uh, it'll be nice to it'll be nice to see some different teams for a change. Let's just put it that way. Absolutely. So now we go to well. Let's go. We, we we should probably get this one out of the way, but because I ne- I mean I never really thought this one would have happened, but Manchester United officially ends the twenty two unbeaten streak for Manchester City. I mean not just an unbeaten streak, but a winning streak. Manchester United of all clubs has to be the one to end it. But while it's a big win for Manchester United, you know, it's too little, too late because. The APL title is already securely in the hands of Manchester City, so really this win is big for Man U. But the loss, I don't know if it's going to affect Manchester City very much. They'll shake it off. I, I I still think this this is a team that's still capable of a possible domestic treble and possibly a quadruple, uh, depending on how they how they play how they continue to play in the Champions League. Um, and this was a game that Man City dominated every statistic as far as ball possession, shots on goal, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Pep Guardiola's guys dominated those statistics, but on the one that matters the most, the scoreboard, uh, Fernandez, 16th goal of the season off a, off a penalty when Martial was fouled in the box 45 seconds into the match. Uh, he was followed by Gabriel Jesus. Um and then Luke Shaw gets a goal um, off a really nice um, give and go with uh, Rashford, and his finish was really really nice. You know, I never thought this was going to happen. I mean, you know, I, I even I did follow the game a little bit, and I saw that you know when Man U got the, you know, at first you know at first goal says you know a penalty for Man U, uh, and then I was like thinking, okay, well it's probably going to be reviewed and probably be called off. Then like five minutes later, I looked at, but nope, it's a one nothing elite win. I'm like, okay, well, it's it's got to be Fernandez. Fernandez is our guy with the penalties, so it, of course, so it's, it it remains one nothing. And you know, and I'm looking at the stats. Uh, keep in mind, I you know this. I was a 
doing you know my, my part time uh, Uber job and 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 when I stopped and I looked and I'm like now all of a sudden it's it's a uh, two nothing I'm like wow is this really happening. But I'm like, well, still, I mean, Manchester City's tough. I mean, don't be surprised if somehow they come from behind and win the game. But then all of a sudden I pick up two uh, diehard Man U fans from uh, from, from the local uh, pubs uh, in the Dallas area. And then all, they're all excited. I'm like, huh, we must have won. But, yeah, they dominated everywhere. Like, the ball possession, you know, kept trying to kept threatening to score. But Man U was just able to hold on. And I should mention, you know, David De Gea was not even in the lineup. Uh, Dean Henderson, I believe, was the guy that, took, that was there th- that day. Yeah, Henderson's going to be doing uh, a lot of the goalkeeping, it looks like, for Man U. Uh, De Gea's out right now for, uh, he and his spouse just had a baby, so was out ostensibly for that. But, I mean, De Gea's play has been so uneven this year, and I think for right now, I think barring any cock-ups by, by the Englishman, I think Henderson, you know, maybe Man U's goalie probably going forward for the rest of the season. Probably, and uh, this is uh, not not too uh, unconfirmed, but or maybe not too confirmed, I should say. But David de Gea is reportedly linked with the move to Paris Saint Germain. I find that really rather incredible. I mean, he would have to be a backup because he's 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 not a better goalkeeper than uh, Navas, the Costa Rican who plays goalie for PSG. Um, I mean, is there rumors of Navas going somewhere? Well, it, that this particular source mentioned that Navas is, could be a uh, could be leaving uh, this pat this summer. I'm not sure where he is as far as his contract goes, but it it just seems that Mauricio Mauricio Pochettino has a has an interest in bringing in David De Gea. I mean, I think I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe Navas has had enough of living in Paris. You know, who knows? I mean, there's. People have different reasons for perhaps wanting to leave, but uh, but all things being equal, if I'm going to have a goaltender, I would much rather have the Costa Rican than uh, the Spaniard. Yeah, I mean, well, if, if, if what you say is true, if he's tired of, the, of Paris, you know, PSG is going to have to offer him a, a good amount of money to convince him to stay, but if they're committed to De Gea, then we can just say, well, that's not going to happen. If, if they're fully committed to De Gea, and with the money that PSG has, well... I'm basically gonna, you know, keep an uh, keep an eye out. Like, so is De Gea headed to Paris yet? But it it seems like it could happen. But now we get to Tottenham and Crystal Palace. Well, not surprisingly, Tot- Tottenham won. But what the the bigger thing that, that's uh, unsurprising is, of course, Harry Kane you know, has a has a big saying in this game. Is and surprisingly, Gareth Bale as well. Well, Kane with two goals and two assists. He had two really nice assists on the Bale goals. And uh, Gareth Bale is really uh, starting to feel it. Uh, he's he's finding the back of the net more. Uh, he's earning his playing time. And uh, he's giving him another, another weapon. Uh, Son with a really nice uh, headed assist to, to Kane on Kane's second goal. Kane's first goal off a Doherty dish, he, he basically did the soccer equivalent of a one-timer. I mean, no second touch or anything. Ball was laid off for him, and he just hit a howitzer into the net. Um, but uh, Tottenham not only beats Palace, but they beat him with serious style points today. Or I should say on Sunday. 
and you know, with Tottenham, you know, based on how things have been going for them, you know, not, you know, one point, the best team in the Premier League, but now sitting at seventh and 45 points, you know, still trying to fight for at least uh, a European spot. But, you know, with, with West Ham, you know, kind of dominating, you know, it's really going to be interesting. I mean, right now, there's a fight between Everton, Tottenham, and Liverpool for that European spot. So, this is where the Premier League gets the most interesting. I mean, now things are more crucial than ever. Now it's like, you know, it's it's do or die. <laughs> well, and, and right now, of the teams that are fighting for the European spots, I mean, right now... Uh, Tottenham and Everton overall have been playing better than Liverpool and, um, and, and not by just a little bit. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know what Jurgen Klopp's going to have to do to reverse the, the, the slow capsizing and listing of the ship that's going on in Merseyside, but it's pretty bad. Um, Burnley 1-1 against Arsenal, Wood with the goal for Burnley, Obama Yang with the goal for Arsenal early on. Uh, Villain Wolves play to a fairly sterile 0-0 draw. Uh, Leicester City, uh, they give up the early goal to former Liverpool player Adam Lallana, who had a nice finish uh, to draw first blood for Brighton. But then the Foxes, uh, th- they get two goals. Ahinacho uh, and uh, Amarte get the goals for the Foxes. And they're still in the Champions League spots as well. Yeah, very, very interesting. And like I said, you know, the crucial part, you know, the most exciting time of the EPL. And, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's do or die. And, and as we wrap up the Premier League talk, you know, Man U was still, you know, battling it with Leicester City. I mean, Leicester City briefly had second. And I thought that it was going to stay that way because I, I had no faith whatsoever in Man U having a chance of beating Manchester City. But... But apparently Manchester United decided, well, you know what? Man City may take the EPL title, but you know what? We're going to remind them that historically we are the better we are the better club. So Man U just decided, you know what? I guess, joking-wise, I guess I should say, everybody, they were tired of hearing about this 22-game winning streak. So they decided, you know what? If there's a team that's going to end it, it might as well be us. Let's make Manchester red the way it should be. Yep. And then, oh, talking about talking about red two, uh, Sheffield United gets beat in Yorkshire uh, by Southampton. Southampton desperately needing a win. Uh, they get a penalty off of uh, James Ward Pierce. Uh, Adams scores a really really nice goal off a half volley. He came in off the bench, um, so some much needed good news for the Saints and. Um, I think the blades they're they're pretty much going down. I just don't see them being able to to claw their way out. I think for both West Brom and for for Sheffield United, it's it's pretty much a done deal. They're going down. Yeah, it's, 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 it's unfortunate, really, but you know, at this point, at this point, they're they're at the point of no return. Now that we're done with That's- EPL, we're gonna go ahead and take a look at the Champions League because. Couple of very interesting games, and actually, it's gonna actually gonna start in less than twenty four hours. So we got Juventus and Porto, Dortmund and Sevilla, PSG and Barcelona, Liverpool and RP Leipzig. You know, I'm gonna st- we're gonna start with PSG. See, I, I just wrote a piece, uh, basically whether or not PSG can seal the deal, 
And of course, I, I had to basically start by explaining that, you know, PSG and, and Barcelona, this situation, we saw this before four years ago, but I specifically explained that now how it is today, both teams are not the teams that they were. Like, Barcelona is not that good team they were that time, and PSG has only gotten better since then. I mean, Mbappe wasn't even, wasn't even part of the squad at the time, and Mbappe's just been on fire lately. I mean, his last uh, four uh, seven games, I think he scored four goals, and of course... He had the hat trick in the first encounter, so. Yeah, he scored. He scored a really nice goal for PSG in the French Cup match against Brest uh, over the weekend, and uh, it's going to be a little bit tougher for Barcelona to to make the trek up to Paris and um, overcome that huge lead that PSG was able to do down at the New Camp. So, um, I. I don't see Barcelona overcoming that because PSG. I think I think PSG will get to the quarterfinals from this. You know, I agree, but you know, I still feel like it's a game that, that could go either way. You got to because we have, what we have to keep in mind is PSG, and I explained PSG has to score numerous goals, but because the problem is if they let Barcelona score, Barcelona can take advantage of the away goals rule, and that away goal uh, the the away goal rule haunted PSG before. I mean, a couple years ago against Manchester United, that particular rule doomed them. I mean, never forget, like, with probably less than 10 seconds left, Presnel Kipembe, the, the French defender for PSG, you know, m- you know, unintentionally, you know, I don't, well, I don't know how it went, but apparently it was bad luck, and after VAR, it was ruled there was a handball, and Marcus Rashford, you know, took it like a champ, you know, one of the best goals I've ever seen. But but the point is, I mean, this away goal's role is certainly scary for PSG because it's, 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 it's gotten to them before. Yeah, but this is different. I mean, PSG has four away goals. So they're playing this in Paris. I mean, even even for example, let's, let's say for the sake of argument, let's say Barcelona wins three zip. And it finishes four four. PSG with those four away goals, they'll still still win. I mean, it would have to be a colossal um, folding of the tent, I think, for PSG to lose this at home to Barcelona. I mean, I realize yes, the beauty of soccer is you still have to go out and play the game. Barcelona, to be fair, too, has been playing better ball in the the last month and a half. Um, I mean, notwithstanding their terrible showing at home to PSG, but in La Liga, Barcelona, after their horrible start in um, uh, September, October, November, I mean, now they've, they're actually clawed their way up to, to second place in La Liga. So um, it'll, it, it'll certainly be an entertaining game because Barcelona is going to have to come out firing because they need goals and they need them in a big way. They do, and but like you said, I think PSG is 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 different now. They're better, but but I think I think PSG wins. But you know, but of course, uh, the question as far as PSG goes is if Neymar is going to be good to go. And but not only Neymar, but Angel Di Maria as well. Yeah, I think I don't know if the offensive setting is so much. I think just think you know, make sure that your midfield and your defense is solid. And uh, you know, see if you can see if you can score a goal or two on the break. I mean, if you got Mbappe, uh, who is just such a threat. I mean, if you haven't seen the goal that he scored against Brest over the weekend, 
look it up on YouTube. Uh, it was just a thing of beauty as far as basically a slalom course and then the the powerful shot that was just outside the box that found the upper corner of the net. Uh, this kid is just such a freaking talent. It's just ridiculous. And uh, even as a Marseille fan, I you know I just marvel at how good Mbappe is, and he's such a fun player to watch. And uh, you know that's the thing too for this game, uh, PSG Barcelona. These are these are two teams that uh, they're fairly fun to watch. They they score, and uh, it's generally some fairly entertaining ball. Absolutely is. And as far as, well, for Marseille fans, I mean, you know, if they support the French national team, I mean, they really got no choice but to to, to cheer for Mbappe because Mbappe is going to make such an impact for the national team for, like, the next 10 years or so. I mean, Mbappe is only 22 years old, okay? He was 19 in the first World Cup. You know, he's going to be he's gonna be 23 in, 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 in next year. I mean, he's probably still got at least three, three, four more World Cups. I mean, this dude's, you know, still at the point where he's just getting started. Yeah, as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, yeah, and he's not even in his prime. But anyway, the future is bright for the guy. I'm just hoping that you know he's got to get out of PSG soon because he's he's ready for that next level. But moving on, we'll go and go with your club, our uh, Liverpool and RP Leipzig. Well, well, right now uh, Leipzig's probably got Liverpool right where they want them. Uh, they're playing at Anfield. Uh, since Anfield seems to have lost the the luster and any intimidation factor for any away teams, that seems to be gone. Uh, Leipzig has had a very good season. They're comp- very competitive in the Bundesliga. I think they're only two points behind Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. It's a team that can score goals. And then for fans of U.S. soccer, you know, hoping that, you know, Tyler Adams will be able to get a start at Anfield. I think that'd be a pretty cool thing for any American player to play a Champions League game at Anfield. But uh, but but as poor as Liverpool has been, uh, Leipzig could theoretically, you know, uh, they could reverse that bad result uh, when they played at the neutral field in Budapest. So... You know, we'll, we'll just have to see how that goes. But uh, the good news for Liverpool is that Jota's back after his his being out of the lineup for a long time from injury. But uh, but I just don't know what Jurgen Klopp is going to try to to put together uh, with his makeshift defense, and then you know his his forwards just are not scoring goals. I mean, the the well is just absolutely run dry on Merseyside. So uh, I think Liverpool will still squeak through, uh, but it's not going to be without a little bit of hand-wringing on Wednesday. Well, it's certainly a game I'm, I'm going to have to tune in and watch. I mean, along with PSG and Barcelona, the problem is they're both they're both at the same time, but still, you know, going to have to keep an eye out. You know, like, <laughs> like how you say, uh, RP Leipzig uh, for Liverpool, I mean, They've got Liverpool exactly where they, where they want them because Liverpool hasn't really been Liverpool at home. But it's I still feel like it's a game that could go either way. I mean, and, and all of a sudden, you know, Liverpool all of a sudden, you know, snaps out of it, has a great game, and of course, the question will be, well, they, can they keep it alive? Because you know, they're fighting, you know, they're they're fighting for their life right now in, in the EPL. I mean, for them to finish the season and not compete for any major European ch- uh, titles, I mean, that's that's really not gonna that's not gonna look good for the club. 
Yeah, it's and, and certainly with the Fenway Sports Group that owns Liverpool, that's just not going to fly. It's not going to go over well. <laughs> yeah. um, two intriguing games tomorrow, though. Uh, Dortmund hosting Seville. Dortmund got the away win with three goals, but they only have a one-goal advantage over the Spaniards. And uh, Seville, who are absolutely masterclass in the Europa Cup, um, you know, can they overcome that one goal advantage? They're good enough. Dortmund's form this year, they've been so up and down. Um, over the weekend, they were up two zip on uh, Bayern Munich, and Bayern Munich stored back, scored four goals. Um, so I, I don't know. I, another another potential American might be able to get on the pitch tomorrow. Jim, Giovanni Reina might be able to get some playing time for Dortmund. Um, but uh, this one will be an interesting game. Uh, both teams are very offensive and uh, playing at home in Germany. So we'll see if Dortmund's able to make it through to the quarters. I think Dortmund takes this one, and I, and here's a here's a special prediction. I think Erling Holland, Surly's is going to make the impact in this game. I mean, dude's dude's pretty damn good, and you know he's he continues to make a name for himself. <laughs> he's just been he's just been really really hot. Scored two goals. He was the one who scored Dortmund's first two goals to go two zip up on Bayern Munich over the weekend. Um, he's got you. He's got you. I mean, rumor has it now Juventus. Is really you know trying to conjure up plans to try to take the guy. I mean, when you're a young player like Mbappe or or Haaland, you know you just continue to play so well. I mean, at a point like you got you have the leverage, like you're holding the cards because the better you play, I mean, these you're just basically putting the clubs in the position where they're gonna have to just make the offer, you know, increase the the offer as far as the green goes. I mean, they're gonna have to offer you more and more and more money, and by the time it, it by the time you know the discussions happen, you know. It's going to be difficult for one. I mean, these teams, are, these clubs, are, they're going to go to war just over you. I mean, sometimes as a player, imagine how they feel like three major clubs like Real Madrid, Juventus, and Manchester City or, or Liverpool, like if, if they were all at war because they all want Mbappe. I mean, just, just imagine how Mbappe would feel about it. The other game tomorrow, Juventus hosting Porto. Uh, Porto absolutely outplayed Cristiano Ronaldo and his mates. Uh, in Portugal for the first leg, but with uh, Chiesa's late goal to make it 2-1 to one and getting the away goal, if Juventus is able to just get a, a simple 1-0 win is enough for the team to, from Turin to, to make it through to the next round. And again, uh, another possibility for another American to be able to play, Weston McKinney, who has been playing extremely well for Juventus this season. He's made the jump from the Bundesliga to playing with Serie A with a very, very high-profile club. Uh, for fans of the U.S. men's national team, uh, this is really, really good news. But um, I think Juventus, I, I don't see Juventus losing at home on this one. I just don't see something like what happened last year when they were stunned by Lyon uh, in the Champions League. I just don't see this happening. I think they'll... They'll get the one zip win. I think they'll get the job done against the Portuguese. Well, it would not look good if Juventus was eliminated back to back in the round of sixteen. I mean, Real Real Madrid, you know, knows what that's like. And Real Madrid, you know, who actually doesn't their second game is not until next week. I mean, it would not look good for Los Blancos if they suffered elimination in the round of sixteen 
three straight years. I mean, but but I think yeah, Juventus certainly takes this one. And and you know, with with all the American players, you know, participating in the, in the Champions League, I mean, it brings up a lot of pride, and you know, it, it really kind of brings up the future for the U.S. men's national team. Tell you what, I can hardly wait for the next game when the U.S. plays Mexico because both teams have players that are uh, playing really well in Europe. Um, I'm hoping uh, Raul Jimenez um, will be able to get over his skull fracture. Chucky Lozano is playing really good ball with uh, Napoli. So, uh, and then with this crop of American youngsters who are doing well in Europe, yeah, I could hardly wait for the next international when the U.S. plays Mexico. Yeah, can't wait either. And, and speaking of World Cup qualifiers, France begins their World Cup qualifying campaign this month too. Yeah, hard to believe we're talking about that. Uh, it's kind of like, can we at least play the Euros before we start talking about World Cup qualifying? But, you know, it's... But it's, you know, 2022 is coming fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I actually didn't notice that. Like, part of the qualifiers started, and then, you know, it gets uh, paused because uh, the, the European uh, the European uh, uh, tournament ha- happens. But, but, you know, with France, you know, being the defending world champions and, you know, just him them being so loaded with, you know, talent and, you know, being having so much depth, I mean, you know, a lot of people, like, a lot of people really believe that France can actually win the title again and actually success, be the, like, you know, actually win it again and not suffer a bad, bad, you know, outing like in 2002. But, you know, it really, I mean, as far as talent goes, yeah, the talent's there. But, you know, as, as I like to as I say, you know, when it comes to France, you know, it's that mentality that's really the cause for concern, you know, because, uh, you know, how, how it is. But, you know, yeah, like later this month, the 24th, they start off with uh, against Ukraine and in, uh, in Saint Denis before they travel to Kazakhstan. Uh, they'll be on the road for the for the second and third game. They'll be in Kazakhstan and they'll go to Bosnia and Herzegovina. You know, I mean, I guess I guess re- realistically, France can certainly win all win all three of those games. I just hope that actually does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I guess like sometime like sometime soon, uh, I would expect Didi Deschamps to actually name the squad, and I'm really hoping Pogba is on the is on the team along with Martial and some of those other guys because you know France is on a mission now. No doubt. Anyway, but uh, but as we wrap up, I I, I really uh, just out of curiosity. Between Mbappe and Erling Haaland, which one out of the two is likely to be uh, transferred to a bigger club first? Well, there's no question in my mind. I mean, they're both going to go to bigger clubs. I mean, I don't see Holland playing in, with Dortmund th- next year, that's for sure. But, I mean, Mbappe is such a talent. I mean, they're both talents, but, I mean, Mbappe is just such a – he is such a talent. I mean, he's going to be with a big club, uh, whether it's going to be Real Madrid um, – you know, will he go to Liverpool if Liverpool's not playing European football? That's that's a hard thing to say, even though it's a very very big club with a lot of history. But uh, but I can certainly see you know, with with the young Frenchman, the sky's the limit for him, and uh, he's going to go with a big club. But Holland, he'll he'll definitely go with a bigger club. He'll he'll definitely be done with Dortmund after this season. Yeah, totally. I mean. Said these clubs, they're gonna offer them a lot of money. <laughs> oh, 
but you know that's that's how it is. when it comes to you know soccer. I mean, when these players become expensive, I mean, well, it's it's just not like how it is in American sports. It's just a totally different concept, and it's it, 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 the the whole thing's hard to explain. But the excitement's there. But yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Steve, thank you so very much for joining me. Can't wait to have you back on. We'll talk to you later. Everybody enjoy watching your Champions League the next couple days. You guys take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.